Welcome to the Marn Report. Well, hey, hey, Fort Stewart and Hunter Army Airfield. This is Molly with your latest edition of the Marn Report. And today I am joined by Chief Jay McGraw. He is with the Fort Stewart and Hunter Army Airfield Fire Emergency Services. And we are going to talk about the upcoming 9-11 Remembrance Run and Walk that is happening on September the 10th, right, Jay? That's correct. Awesome. And, and this is kind of a special run because it's the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Can you tell me a little bit about the event? Yeah, Molly. So on the 10th, we're going to have the 20th anniversary Remembrance Run and Walk. Everybody on the post is invited. It's going to be at Trent Field here on Fort Stewart and at Saber Hall over at Hunter. Cool. What's going to take place at this run? So what we're going to do is we're going to have everybody want to make sure that everyone ensures they bring her mask so we can keep and, you know, separate the distances and things like that out there. But everybody's going to show up about 6 o'clock. They're going to get their bibs. And on that bib, they're going to have a name of a fallen hero and they'll just attach it to their clothes and that's who they're going to walk for. So they're going to start, we're going to start in a staggered start. They'll do either the walk portion or the run portion. And then when they get done, we're going to set up a remembrance bell. And they're going to ring that bell three times for the person they walked for or ran for. And that signifies the end of that person's watch. And we'll, you know, kind of, we'll take it from here. Nice. That just gave me chill bumps. So... It's happening very early in the morning, six o'clock. A lot of people associate that time with PT and thinking that only soldiers can participate in this, but that's not the case at all. This is open to pretty much anyone who has an ID card that can get on the installation that would like to participate in this event, correct? That's right, and there'll be parking areas. We will be shutting down Gulick, so you gotta, you know, Keep that in the back of your head, especially if you're going to work and you're not going to participate in it. You know, that just gives you more reason to come out and enjoy the run and, and the walk. Yeah, sure. So do you know if there will be any roads that are shut down? Gulick's on Fort Stewart. What about on Hunter Army Airfield? So on Hunter, it's basically just most people are going to be coming in the Rio Gate, but only that section from the Rio Gate all the way over to Sabre Hall is going to really be shut down. So not okay. very much impact. There. All right. So not, not too bad. And then, like I said, this isn't just for soldiers. This is for family members, DOD civilians, retirees, and it's for all ages, right? So if you can't run, you can walk. You can ruck. You can bring your bicycle. You can push your stroller. The key here is just to make sure that everybody comes out to enjoy this great event and best thing about it right 6 a.m you have your whole entire day after that right I, yep that's <laughs> absolutely right okay so you mentioned bibs that people can get them at the event is that the only time that they can pick up those bibs nope actually they can pick it up a day before at both of the gyms i think here it's newman fitness center and truscott Tomanac over at Hunter. And so basically, if they go over there, they can get it early. One thing I want to touch on is the first 500 participants on the day of the event, they're going to get a little bracelet because it's not a race. This is a walk, you know, in remembrance. So the first 500 people that get there are going to get a little bracelet, and that signifies that they are going to get a, a memorial coin with the run. So usually you would see that where the first 10 people, you know, placeholders should sure. get it for winning winning the race i guess you could say well this time we're not doing that because again this isn't a race we're not out there competing nobody should be winning if yeah. you will we're all um, winners here right we're <laughs> all out there just to remember them so they'll get that 
thing, and that'll signify they get a, a coin at the end. Cool, cool. And is that 500 on Fort Stewart and 500 on yes, Hunter Army Airfield? Great. Yes, so a thousand folks are mm -hmm. going to get that commemorative coin that and a bracelet. Great. Wonderful. Well, is there anything else that you would like to add about the event, Jay? No, not 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 at this time. I think just stay tuned to Fort Stewart Garrison page, the Hunter Garrison page, MWR's page, and the Fort Stewart Fire Department page. Awesome. Awesome. And this is a completely free event, everyone. So hopefully we will see all of you guys out there. Like I said, it's the 20th anniversary of 9-11. So every single year, this is a very special event. But this year, it's ramped up a little bit more. And, and we really hope to see you guys out there. Well, thank you so much, Jay, for being on the show with me today. Thanks for and me. coming up next, y'all, we are going to have two of our Fort Stewart Hunter Army Airfield first responders. So we can talk a little bit about about the 20th anniversary of 9-11 and what that truly means to them. Thanks so much, Jay. Thank you. Speeding on post is now more costly to soldiers. Now military police are authorized to issue DD Form 1408 to soldiers caught going 10 miles over the speed limit, which means the soldier's brigade commander can issue administrative reprimands, non-judicial punishment, suspension of post driving privileges, and or other appropriate remedial measures. Additionally, Master Sergeants and above speeding will have their misconduct addressed by the Commanding General in accordance with Policy Letter Number 3. Help make Fort Stewart and Hunter Army Airfield a safer place to drive. Set the crews when you can. Be mindful of your surroundings and the marked speed limit. We all have a part in creating a safer driving environment on Fort Stewart and Hunter Army Airfield. I'm Sergeant Major Adam Shaw, protecting the Rock of the Marne. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Now I am joined by Sergeant Aaron Boyle and Chief Nate Hildreth, both from the Fort Stewart and Hunter Army Airfield Fire Emergency Services. Thank you so much for being on the show with me today, guys. Good morning. Hey, good morning, thank you. <laughs> so this is the 20th anniversary of 9-11, which is very, very special and brings about a, a lot of emotions for, for anyone who who remembers where they were 20 years ago to 9-11. I remember where I was. I was a sophomore in college, and, and I didn't really pay attention a whole lot to the news back then. I was too busy worrying about other things, and I was, I was working in my college's theater department, and I was sitting at a desk folding letters <laughs> forever. I will always remember sitting there folding those letters, inviting people to, to come see a, a children's play before they wheeled out a television into the hallway and, and we all watched the second tower be struck and then collapse and it just it's burned into my memory. So I know that for the two of you as, as being first responders now and, and also being an active duty service member that I'm certain that, that those events of that day did shape who you are today and your career. Would you guys mind telling me a little bit about how you know this 20th anniversary makes you feel well first and foremost to say the older you get the quicker time goes by <laughs> that is a true testament to that it this past 20 years has gone by in the flash you know we, you, talk, you talk about where you were when, when that moment happened for me I was I was already out of the military I did four years in crash rescue and I was currently in paramedic school exploring nursing school at the time and part-time on my days off I was working in the golf course up in Sumter South Carolina and my, my good friend who ran the golf course called me on my phone and back then there was really no text it was on the old Motorola mm -hmm. StarTac for those those of you that remember it <laughs> he said Nate something something's going on in the news somebody ran an airplane into the World Trade Center I'm like wow that sounds really weird like why would how you know how is that even possible and then 
I remember going along cutting grass that morning, just you know, enjoying the morning. And he said, "Hey, come up here. Something, something's going on. The other, the other tower got hit." So when I got up there and I saw it, I immediately had this sinking feeling in my gut. Being deployed twice to the Middle East into a combat zone, you just knew something was going on. And every time we got deployed over over to the Middle East, we would come back home knowing we were safe. And our families and friends didn't have to experience those things that that were around the world for people that. You know, that didn't agree with our uh, our sense of freedom. So, it, it was a pivotal moment. You know, I, I, I had already served in the military. I was already sort of in the in the fire department, but I was going down the EMS medical route. And there was just so many raw emotions of that day, and and still and still to this day, you know. Wow, what about you, Sergeant Boyle? So for me, it was completely different. I, I was a lot younger. I was myself, I was in college, and I remember sitting there in the lounge that day and working on homework just like any other day, and a couple other students came in and they're like, holy cow, a plane just hit the Twin Towers. And for me, I'm from New York, so I was like, what, what's going on in the city? So we turned to the news and that's when, that's when we saw it, we saw you know, the smoke and the confusion and, you know, heard everything that was going on and just watched is, you know, fire and law enforcement and everyone was running too, trying to help everyone else and all the civilians were, you know, running away and they were running blocks. So we sat there, all our classes got canceled. We just sat there and we continued watching the news for the rest of the day and, and that's, uh, you know, when the second tower got hit, and it was, it was just, it was crazy. It was unbelievable. Like, you know, yes, planes do come close to the towers. There's JFK and LaGuardia up there for airports, but never something like this. It was it's very emotional. I, I was going for law enforcement. That's what my degree, you know, criminal justice. And so for, from that day on, I realized that it wasn't just a plan anymore it was going to be my life emergency services giving back helping out and that following week red cross was taking volunteers to go down to the city to help with with cleanup and you know everything else that was going on so i volunteered and i went down to the city for for a week it was not the city that i remember visiting it was it was completely different not only the the smells and the sight, you know, the chaos going on, but it was, it was truly something because we weren't New Yorkers. We were everyone. It was Americans. It was, you know, people from all over coming up here to, to help out and to, it, it was just quite a sight. It, it really was. And just thinking about it, it still gives me goosebumps. Like, I would I'd not ever wish for that to happen again, but it was, you know, everything else was put to the side. Nothing else mattered. What mattered was how do we go forward and where do we go from here? And, and to me, that was, that was really something. So I served in law enforcement and then, then I realized that I wanted to be bigger, be part of something bigger and better. And that's when I joined the military and, uh, became a firefighter as well so 
I like emergency services, and from that day forward, it just was was uh, the platform that, again, that this wasn't just a plan. This, this is going to be my life. Yeah, so it really, um, for both of you guys, solidified a path that you were both already on to begin with. But the moment that that, that happened, and you said it, Sergeant Boyle, there was no in America anymore, there was no us versus them. There were there were no more <laughs> Republicans and Democrats. It was it was really all about that sense of being together. We were all one. We were America. We were stronger than the terrorists and and we were going to show them how strong we were and rebuild. You guys, I, I have chill bumps. <laughs> you can't see this because we're on the airwaves. I mean what what powerful stories the two of you guys have are are truly continuing to carry out what you set your minds to 20 years ago, mainly because of, of, of this huge, horrible, tragic event that happened in our country. You've left me speechless, friends. <laughs> Is there anything else that you, you would like to talk to us about when it comes to the jobs that you do now, how you give back, maybe how Others can also give back to do similar things that you guys did. Uh, but now with this being 20 years, sadly, what we've, we've just experienced with losing the service members that we did a couple weeks ago, what can people do? What can people do to get involved, to, to really bring that sense of community back to how it was 20 years ago? Well, I think that starts with... Uh young adults serving their country. I think that has been a tremendous opportunity for me. My whole family was all service members. Opened up plenty of doors down the road, but you, like Sergeant Boyle was saying, it, it gives you a bigger sense of purpose. I've always said in today's societal climate, if you will, people are losing sight very quickly how important 9-11 was to our country. I remember there was a, um, a, uh, a show about five or six years ago by Washington Post, did a, document, a documentary about 9-11. They, they brought up a pretty crazy stat that 15, I think it was 15% of our population at that time was born after 9-11 and doesn't even remember 9-11. So now you fast forward six years later, we have a whole entire generation that doesn't remember 9-11. They'll hear about it, they'll read about it, yep. but they really don't understand the gravity of what took place or the, or the significant losses that took place. I, I've got several friends that are uh, NYPD and FDNY that were there that day. And until you sit down and talk to them and, and understand their stories and from the ground level when all that was there, when it happened. One of them, actually, a good friend of mine, he was at the uh, 75 precinct in Brooklyn, uh, was NYPD. His whole family was NYPD through and through. He quit the force to go back contract. He was prior military, infantry in the Army. Quit uh, NYPD and went contract, go back over overseas to serve his country again in a, in a different capacity. So to see him dedicate his life in one direction and turn around and go back to the fight, uh, I think that speaks volumes. Unfortunately, one of those buddies of mine has passed away since then, a couple years ago from cancer, and that was residual effects of the towers coming down. There's been a lot of that going on. Yeah. It's ongoing, you know. And just to touch base with what uh, Chief Hilger said, I, I definitely believe that education, uh, I'm realizing that a lot of our soldiers are younger soldiers. And some weren't even born, they were born after 9-11 or just right before 9-11. And when you talk about 9-11, to them, it just seems like it's just another date. But to us who live through it, it's, it's a huge tragedy. So I believe education, volunteering, always remembering that day, always 
you know, giving that moment of silence and that moment of respect to not only the law enforcement, the firefighters, but also the civilians that mm-hmm. that lost their lives. And, and it really does just, it takes a special person to run into a scary situation mm-hmm. and, and help out because everyone else is running away. So I just want to say, you know, I'm definitely proud of the position that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Hopefully everyone does come out for the walk run uh, that and show your support for 9-11. Yes, I, I agree. Um, it's funny that you say this whole, the whole generation of people that weren't even alive. This morning in the car, I had a conversation with my son. He asked when, how many more days until 9-11. And he said, you know, I hope Mrs., you know, whatever teacher it was, doesn't show us that 9-11 video again. She shows the same video every single year, and it makes me really sad. And I had to explain to him that it's important to watch that video. It's important for us to keep that alive, to, if anything, exactly like I, like we were all saying, to, to pull everyone back as a community, to remember that we are, we are strong. We are the strongest, most wonderful country on this planet. And, and for him, you know, I mean, I think he's starting to understand that. To him, he's just a young kid that it's sad. This is something that we need to keep alive. This is something that definitely needs to be honored every single year. I, I truly applaud what you guys are doing for your professions, how you came into them. And, and I applaud our Stewart and Hunter Fire Emergency Services team for partnering to have this remembrance run every single year as a way for all of us to keep keep that memory alive for for everyone who was lost and for everyone who really stood up to fight that day. Truly, I thank you both so much for being on the show with me today. It is an honor to be in your presence. And again, please everyone come out to that run. And hey, when you see Sergeant Boyle and, and Chief Hildreth there at the event, come up and shake their hands. Right. We'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, thanks so much for being on the show with me today. All thank you so yeah, much. Thank you.